0: Big dreams need great teams. You simply cannot do it on your own. I'm excited to have you here. Let's dive in. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Big Dreams Great Teams podcast. I've been receiving some beautiful feedback from you all about my episodes that are a little bit more personal, the ones where I share behind the scenes in my own business. So to everybody who has shared feedback, who's tagged it, who's left a review and told me how much you enjoy those episodes. And in fact, anybody who's left any sort of review or given me any sort of feedback, a very big, huge thank you to you. It's hugely appreciated and it helps so much to get the podcast into new ears. So in the spirit of that feedback and you enjoying slightly more personal episodes and me sharing my behind the scenes, that's what today's episode is all about. Today's episode is about sharing with you my lessons and my journey of rehiring a new assistant to work with me in my business. So many of my clients, many of you are on a hiring journey and turning over staff, turning over your team is frankly something that it's pretty common that we fear. You know, the process can get really emotional. It can always come at an inconvenient time. So if you've been through that or if you fear that or if you're going through it right now, this may be a beautiful episode to tune into and have a listen. So today I'm sharing the five lessons that I've learnt or been reminded of when I have rehired a new assistant to work with me in my business. So anybody who follows me on socials or has been listening to this podcast for a little while has heard me refer to my amazing VA, Mel. So Mel has worked with me for a little over two years. It's about two years and three months and she's incredible. She was an amazing hire. We've really grown together in this role. She joined me when my business was pretty new, when I was definitely working a whole lot of things out. And we've worked quite hard in the last 12 months to really systemize and put better processes around the things that we're doing and how we're working. So, probably towards the end of January, I want to say, maybe it was the first week of February, Mel shared with me in our one of our regular meetings that she actually had decided to move on. She decided to change her career, to go back to something that she's done before. And of course, while I was disappointed, I was also thrilled for her, you know, refinding her passion for something else and choosing to go a different way in her life, in her career. So, it's interesting to observe those feelings, I guess, the duality of disappointment. You know, it never feeling like it's a great time, but also being really happy for somebody who, frankly, I've got a great relationship with and so genuinely I want all the best for them. You know, she also was very kind and waited until after I'd been on my big holiday, which I go on at the end of January, to share her news with me, even though she'd sort of decided at the beginning of the year and perhaps even late last year. So I guess that's a real credit and tribute to her, our relationship And the fact that she wasn't going anywhere in a rush. When Mel shared that information with me at the beginning of January, the first thing I want to share and that I noted was that I was surprisingly calm. Now, Mel is my major support system in the business. I have a bookkeeper who works with me here locally. I've got an offshore virtual assistant who helps out with you know, website updates and graphic design. But Mel works in my business 15 to 20 hours a week. She has done that for you know, two and a bit years. And she is very much my go-to right-hand woman. So when she shared with me that she was choosing to move on and do something different, I had this... Of course, there's disappointment and a certain level of wishing that it wasn't happening. But actually, I was surprisingly calm about the fact that it was happening and that change was coming. And I think the big reason for that is that we've spent the last 12 months working on processes, working on getting out of that reactive, hey, can you do this for me type of way of working, which we absolutely Worked and did for probably the first 12 months of working together. In the last 12 months, she has become a lot less reliant on me telling her what to do on a daily basis. We've worked really hard together for me to get clear on well, what are the triggers for things to need to happen in the business? What are the steps? What can you do automatically without checking it with me? You know, where do you need to check? How can you take more things off me? And putting like rules and systems and processes around a lot of the things we do together. So I guess. If this had happened 12 months earlier, I would have had a very different reaction. So I, I guess I just wanted to share that as well, because you know one of the things that I talk about, and this is absolutely me like living the experience that I have had many times as an entrepreneur for the last 12 years. But also one of the things that I really work hard to support clients to achieve is that you know, that sustainability of business whereby people can come and go from your business. And even though you may not want them to go, you know, you do have a sense of calmness knowing that business will continue even if somebody moves moves on or chooses to, you know, for no fault of your own, chooses to move on. So, Since then, I've been through a hiring process. If you've been following me on socials, you would have seen that we put an advertisement out. A couple of weeks ago, I ran interviews. I actually received an abundance of amazing applications. I was so grateful and impressed with the people that applied and how much they actually met the criteria of what I was looking for. I interviewed – I think I ended up interviewing about six people – And I found somebody who feels amazing and they're starting in the business next week. So I wanted to share with you the five lessons, the five things that I've relearned through this process, which may help you to move through this process in your own business. So the first big lesson that I talked to all my clients about, and it was a beautiful reminder for me, was that when you're hiring anyone into your business, you need a process and you need to stick to that process and you need to stick to a hiring criteria that you get really clear on before you actually start interviewing, before you even start hiring, before you start looking for the person. So know what your hiring process is going to be and create your hiring criteria and then stick to it. And that means, you know, having a set of interview questions and asking everybody, every single person, the same set of questions in the same way. Once you've interviewed each person, reviewing their answers against your hiring criteria, being objective to pros and cons and taking a moment to reflect after each one. And It was a beautiful reminder for me to trust the process. And that's definitely one of the things that clients reflect back to me after working with me is that they've learned to trust the hiring process and to let the hiring process support them. And to share with you, you know, my personal experience, I interviewed six people and after the first interview, I was so excited and just felt so confident and safe with the person that I would talked to. And if I didn't have a process that told me to continue interviewing, to always ask everybody the same questions, it would have been really easy for me to make a decision after that first interview and go, yep, okay, let's go with that person. However... Continuing to interview all the people that I'd shortlisted, continuing to ask everybody the same questions, reflect after each one, and then wait to the end to weigh up the pros and cons actually demonstrated to me that, you know, that first emotional surge that you might have when you talk to somebody or when you've interviewed the first person doesn't necessarily give you the right long-term information and answer that you need to make the right hiring decision for yourself. So I could have stopped interviewing after the first one but my process the process I teach my clients is you interview everybody that you've shortlisted you interview everybody who appears to meet your hiring criteria and you let the process tell you what the right who the right person is and I didn't end up hiring that first person, even though they were a great human, and I'm sure they would have done a great job. By interviewing a pool of people and really being able to you know, weigh up pros and cons, I was able to weigh up, okay, well, this person's got more social media experience. This person's got more systems experience. This person knows Kajabi a little bit better. And then reflect on, well, what's important to me? What are my must-haves and my nice-to-haves? And parking the emotion and actually going, what do I need at this stage of my business and to help me get to the next stage. So that's the first lesson. Have a process with a hiring criteria and stick to it. So follow the process. The second lesson is to look for an upgrade in them and for you. Now, I say this knowing that my existing virtual assistant and my incoming virtual assistant will both be listening to this. And the reason I'm pointing that out is because looking for an upgrade with each new hire isn't any sort of reflection on the existing person you've got in the role. It's about switching your mind and your brain to looking at every new hire in your business as an opportunity. How can I elevate what I'm asking this person to do? How can I elevate the support that I'm receiving? How can I actually take a moment to Look for me to be more supported. Where is there opportunity for me to hand over more, for example? So that's a big lesson, again, that I've learned and that I talked to all my clients about. Look at every hire as an opportunity to upgrade and to elevate the support you have, the expectations you have for the new person, and a really beautiful way to reset in your business it also is an opportunity not just to elevate their skills or, you know, what they're doing for you, but also for you to elevate the way you are showing up in your business. So I spent a bit of time reflecting on, well, you know, what sort of leader do I want to be? If I can elevate my leadership version of myself and if I can elevate the way I'm interacting, what I'm asking for, the way I'm asking for it, what does that version of me look like? And what can I then ask for and expect from this next person? And really that's about supporting the business to grow as opposed to sort of rehiring the default of the original person that you hired, which may have been suitable then, or there may be an elevated person available for you for this next stage of business that you're going into and just to reiterate that's nothing about the current person in the role it's about you going how can I elevate how can I improve how can I look at everything and strive for the next level to support the next level of business growth So the third lesson is the importance of recruitment branding. That's about acknowledging every person who's taken the time to apply to your role, you know, thanking everybody for taking the time to answer the questions, to coming to interview, making sure that everybody gets a response and everybody feels that you're grateful. Because genuinely, when we are hiring, we want to get as many eyes on our advertisement as possible. We want to write an advertisement that turns off the wrong people and on the right people, and then we want to have a set of interview questions you know, an application process that we ask them to do to start to show us, A, they're interested and B, they're the right person for our role. Now that is a request of their time. And people need to invest time and they won't invest time if they're not interested that much, or if you're just like another role that they're going to throw their hat in the ring for. But by asking them to take that time, then courtesy, gratitude, you have to acknowledge every application, say thank you. And especially if you invite somebody for interview, it's just so important that you give them Some feedback if it's appropriate, or you just acknowledge, thank them and wish them all the best. And I call that recruitment branding. And it's one of those things that, look, frankly, it takes up a bit of time. And yes, you can get an administrator or somebody to help you with it. Perfect. But it absolutely needs to be done because we spend so much time focusing on our brand and marketing and advertising. But where I see a lot of businesses go wrong is just overlooking the importance of recruitment branding. So, You know, the experience and the opinion that people form through applying to work with you. So that's definitely lesson number three. I was reminded how important it was. I was reminded it's it's part of being grateful and thanking the universe for sending you a bunch of beautiful applications, even when the administration around dealing with those applications, frankly, takes up some time. It's really important. And it's important to have a system around it. So, you know, email scripts and shortcuts to make it administratively easy as possible for you. So my fourth lesson is how important it is that you, that I, Take the time to review the role before you start. So, if you're rehiring someone in your business, it's totally different if you're creating a new role. Because naturally, when you're creating a new role, you've got a blank piece of paper. You need to spend some time, you know, thinking and brainstorming and working out the specifics. If you're rehiring into your business because someone's leaving, It's so tempting and so easy just to go back to the old advertisement, you know, the old job description and just whack it up there on the internet and hope for the best. Whereas the gold, this elevation, this upgrade, this opportunity will only come to fruition if you sit there and ponder, has this role changed? Do I want more from this person? Is there more I can hand over? Is what I thought I wanted two and a half years ago actually what I need and want? Yes, for this stage of the business, but also to take us to the next stage in the business. So taking your time, slowing down when you want to speed up is absolutely the fourth lesson that I want to share with you today. And I probably took, I want to say about a week to, you know, because I had a busy week, frankly, as well. Like, and this is the thing, when somebody resigns in your business, it's never at a time that's perfectly convenient for you. Like, and there's never a convenient time. So I don't know that you can, if you can actually even wait or if you could have chosen a better time, because there's never a good time for somebody to resign and, and move on usually. And for me, I had a busy week. However, I made sure I found you know, moments in my day, whether it was at a coffee shop, going for a walk, whatever it was, to actually think about what's important to me for this next stage of business growth. What type of support? If I had to be choose to be supported more, what would that look like? You know, what is the really key parts of the current role that is non-negotiable that someone absolutely needs to be able to do, etc. So take your time, pause, slow down a little bit before you speed up you know, rewrite, review the advertisement, get it out there and actually start moving into the interviewing phase. And then the last lesson that I want to share with you is how important it is that you, as the business owner, as the entrepreneur, as the leader, hold responsibility for the training and the induction phase. So although my existing assistant, Mel, is going to be doing the handover. So I'm lucky in that I've got an existing person who'll be able to train the new person. It would be really easy for me just to leave it to her. However, what I needed to do and what you need to do is take responsibility for the entire experience for making sure that the induction and the training period for somebody new coming into your business achieves what you need it to achieve, which is ultimately getting the person up to speed as soon as possible. So what I did was mapped out what success looked like for me. So after one week, what would I like to see the new person being able to do? What do I need her to know? After one month, what would my expectations be? After two weeks, etc., etc., And Then I sat down and actually had a meeting with my assistant where I shared with her, well, this is what success looks like for me. This is what I'd like her to learn. This is what's really important that she learns straight away and gets comfortable with. This is some things that she probably could learn later. You know, here's a little bit of a schedule for what feels good to me as far as handing over and checking in and how you can support her, et cetera, et cetera. So I was still holding responsibility for it. Although very much a two way conversation with my existing assistant about how she planned to have the conversations, hand things over and explain and train the new person. So ultimately, I've made the hiring decision. I'm committing to this person and I'm taking responsibility for supporting them to get up to speed. So, I've also scheduled into my diary meetings where I'm going to be catching up, when I'm going to be explaining things. And I'm also giving some thought to, well, what information do I want to make sure that they hear from me about why I'm in business, why I do what I do, you know, my tone of voice, you know, those little do and don't rules, which anybody working for me needs to know. So, I'm really taking responsibility and and participating in it, although I won't be doing that the majority of the actual specific handing over. So they are my five reminders, not really lessons, they're lessons as far as lessons that I want to share with you and they've been reminders for me that I, throughout my hiring process of this is what my hiring mastery method is all about, this is what I teach my clients, and these things really hold you to make the best decision you can at the time and really back yourself and the person that you've chosen and therefore set them up for success. So I'd love to hear how that's landed with you, if you've got any questions, and let me know if you would like me to keep sharing updates like this, both behind the scenes of my business and also, you know, how we progress to be training a new person into the business in the last, oh gosh, I want to say in the last 12 years, I've hired probably over about 50 people to work with me directly in my three businesses. The majority of those people were definitely in the yoga studio, you know, because we had a lot of teachers. I think we had something like 12 to 15 teachers working with us at some stage over there. But I'm very used to hiring, making choices for myself, you know, not getting too caught up in the emotions of it as well and fundamentally i know that we need to, you we i need to have a process that can hold you through the emotions that come with frankly asking somebody to join you buy into your vision support you and meet what is no doubt high expectations, because, you know, as a high performer, I have high expectations for myself, I have high expectations for my business, and I have high expectations for everybody on my team. So let me know if you would like me to keep you updated with how the training and the induction process goes. I'm sure you're going to see my new assistant or hear me talk about her on socials. So tune into that. And I'd just love to hear. How's this episode landed? If you've got any questions, let me know. Otherwise, I wish you all a fantastic week and I'll be back here again next week.